And as you're getting ready for the fall season, take note from Booker, his dad, and try a nice ham alongside a glass of Booker's bourbon. You won't regret it. If he would have put cheese on that. <laughs> Parmesan <laughs> cheese, not That would have been like, yeah. Man's Parmesan life, the man's life yeah. would have changed. But that's, you, know, you know how I like country ham. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, it's, it's kind of it's, it's cool because it's, it's a note it's from... not bad either. All right, are you even listening for God's <laughs> sakes? Why am I here? Because you brought up country <laughs> ham. Okay, did you really expect Where's us to stay sister, on track? Where's your sister, man? <laughs> we need her to call in. I want a lifeline. everybody and welcome back to bourbon boys the podcast where guys get together to talk about bourbon about life lore and libation and everything that comes with being a dad we aren't bourbon snobs just a group of guys who like bourbon for what it is it's pretty simple this is podcast number 19 i'm derek your host and with me are my bourbon boys i've got alton hello hello kurt hey there and krat happy friday here we go (laughs) We are recording on a Friday. It's nice. Yes. Just don't ask Grant what number we're on. (laughs) (laughs) We're up to episode 20. (laughs) It's close. It's almost. It's close. You're still wrong. It's 20. (laughs) So tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about a family tree and the lineage of the Jim Beam family and uh, where it started. And we're going to take you all up to present day um, with a... um, some some pretty high end bourbon, yeah. You know, some I'd good say. good taste here. So, we we've got right now we've got six bottles in front of us. We're not going to get through six, uh, but we're going to try to it get is as Friday. close as we can. <laughs> it we're is not Friday. quitters. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. We've got uh, Old Tub, which is the original name of the uh, bourbon that was distilled and in, in by the original beams. Um, we have Jim Beam Black Extra uh, Aged, uh, so it's a step up from the white label. We have a Knob Creek Nine Year. We have Basil Hayden, and we have a Booker's. We have two Booker, Booker's. So, um, yeah, it was interesting learning about um, the Jim Beam family. You know, they've been around for 225 years, which is pretty remarkable. Seven generations of family members have been at the helm yep. and have kept the original idea alive. Um, the uh, and you looked it up how to pronounce it. It wasn't Beam. It it's was Boehm. Boehm, and which which a few years later they changed the name. So a family from Germany moved yep. over in 1740. Mm-hmm. 48 years later, they were encouraged by the government incentives to move to Kentucky to grow corn. Hmm. Um, they were they made their own you know, whiskey uh, back in Germany. And so they continue to do over here and they used the excess corn to make American whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, the first barrel was sour mash and it was sold in 1795 under the name Old Jake Beam. And uh, that ended up becoming what we're, what we're trying right now, which is Old Tub. How does it taste? It's actually like not old bad. Tub? This first one. It's actually not all bad. Right. It's not bad at all. It's not bad, no. And you said this was $22. Yeah, this is $22. That's so, what yeah. kills, I mean, yeah. that's what kills me, right? Well, Jim Beam white label is like 16 bucks. Yeah. It's like an under 20, and it is the world's leading selling bourbon. Just right. global expansion. It's kind of crazy. But is that because of price or because of taste? Uh, oh, it's actually because of, in, in, in the history of how this took off, 
um, there's a section of history. They have a remarkable history. Yeah, they do. Um, which, which obviously goes back to the 1740 time frame. But um, the, it became global expansion when the distillery started sending cases over to troops who remained stationed overseas after World War II to thank them for their service. They mm-hmm. sent them the cases of bourbon. Mm. And so Jim Beam was making its way into other global markets just because the servicemen mm. were appreciated it and were drinking it. Yeah. Building a ton of loyalty too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, so this one, you know, this old tub was um, was was you know thrown around. Um, it, it they they dusted off the mash bill and um, you know kind of matched it to what they, they thought it would be. What was interesting is. Um, in the 1800s, when rail and steamboats were kind of a big deal, um, they would the distribution took off. So they moved the distillery closer to rail lines so they could get better distribution. And um, in their their time when they were shipping the sour mash down to down the river to New Orleans, they would put them in barrels, right? So, but these barrels were reused from fish and vinegar. And so the, by the time it got down there, they're like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, this tastes pretty awful. So they figured that they would um, give it a shot and burn the taste out of the barrels. They burned out all the fish and vinegar, hmm. which led to a charred barrel. There you go. And then when they put the shower mash in there, they got a whole different flavor profile. Yeah. And that's where bourbon really took off. Um, and I didn't know this. Uh, maybe you guys have heard this, but they said... You know, folks started asking for it by the county name, and they said, "Send us more of that old Bourbon County whiskey." Hmm. Hmm. And I realized Bourbon was a county name. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. So let's give Old Tub a shot. Yeah. It's got a. I feel like it's got a really light palate to it. It's not. I don't feel like it's not this really super strong. Not a lot of alcohol taste to it for me. Okay. And if if it's, <laughs> I love it when he says it. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, taste what you're, you want. I'm not sure. <laughs> you're allowed to <laughs> exactly. You're allowed to have your opinions. What's the proof on it? Can you see? Uh, no, jeez. Can I see? Like eighty something. A hundred. Straight up. 100 proof. No All way. Right. This does not taste like 100 proof. No? Would you like to read the, the I, label? I, no, it's not that I doubt you, Dave, which well, I usually do, but I'm just saying the way that <laughs> yeah. it tastes is Boy, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, wouldn't you agree? Does this taste like 100 proof? No, it does, it, and bond, it, yeah. it does not. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, and I do agree with you, Kurt. I don't, there's, not a, doesn't, there's not a complex kind of no, flavor to it's it. It's good. But it's not bad. It's good, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be like... Total like butterscotch finish. You guys get that too? A little bit. I'm gonna try it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. A little maple. A little maple. Uh, yeah, maybe some parmesan. Okay. A little parmesan. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I think you're right. It does. It does have a little buttery finish. Um, but as like as a bottled and bond hundred proof, it doesn't feel that. It's pretty strong. smooth. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Twenty two bucks. That's a yeah. So did you say this is limited edition then? Yeah, the little the label on the front said it's uh Yeah. Otherwise it'd be twenty two dollars twenty one dollars. <laughs> mm. Special extra Special label. Special extra label. It, that might be a good one for old fashions or I think it could be. You know? Yep. 
Yeah, it's yeah. got a very classic bottle too. I mean, yeah. it's pretty straightforward all around. Now they like had um, they it, so it's unfiltered. It just comes, you know, as is. It's not going through any charcoal filter. No, right. no chill mm-hmm. filter. Nothing. Um, this uh, this brand name. In reading through their history, they lost the name Old Tub going into prohibition. Like they just had to sell everything. Like we're we're done. So they sold mm-hmm. the name. Beam lost the name. <clears throat> And then just recently, or I guess recently in their 225 history, year history, picked it back up. So this hmm. is actually produced by Jim Beam, but it was a name that they had lost. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. When the um, when the Civil War broke out, this was bourbon was it was taking off. Um, it's it's been said that Lincoln asked you know what Ulysses Grant's favorite um, drink was, and it was bourbon. Hmm. So. Lincoln said, send a case to all of my other generals um, because if it's working for him, I want everyone to behave the same way. Huh. So Old Tub lasted for a while as they came into um, the Prohibition years. Um, you know, They've had, at that point, probably four, uh, different, four or five different master distillers and family members running the, the show. Mm. Um, they shut down for 13 years. Distillery shut down. They didn't get the special provision uh, to do it. And then when provision, prohibition was repealed, Jim Beam, um, the the who for whom the distillery is now named, was seventy years old at that time, coming out of prohibition. Wow. He had tried a few different things to get by uh, for those thirteen years. None of them worked. Um, and in one hundred and twenty days, they built a distillery. Wow. Rebuilt the whole thing, and then two years later released the first post-prohibition bourbon under the name Colonel James B. Beam Bourbon, um, and that replaced Old Tub. Hmm. So the Jim 120 Beam days, one hundred and twenty days. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So that was what their campaign was anchored on. Their ad campaign, what the last six months or so, right? I haven't seen that one. Hmm. Yeah, where they're showing the the town, and I think it was Beam, where it's like he was so loyal to the brand that while they were rebuilding the distillery, he didn't have anybody else's bourbon, and talked oh, about it. The, the, the town showed up to to rebuild with him. That's really cool. I haven't seen that. Hmm. Yep. Haven't seen it. One of the traditions of the family is um, Beam used to take home a jug of the yeast strain every weekend. To protect it. Just in case. Just in case. And to this day, his great-great-grandson does the same thing. Wow. Every weekend, cool. takes home a jug of the yeast strain. And the yeast Just strain that they use case. is the same yeast strain that wow. they've been using for shit, generations. Wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's yep. crazy, yeah. Yep. All right. So there you go. Yep. We'll try the, um, the black. Yeah. So when did they change their name? From... Because it was... Bohm. They came over yep. as a German family yep. with Bohm, and they forty-eight years later they changed they their changed name it. to Beam. Yep. Okay. Who to thunk? Yep. They've so had, um, they've had quite a few family members um, take over the the leadership position and add their add their spin to it. Well, they all kind of played a different role. Right, like one. I'm trying to think of um, one of them was responsible for like the national distribution, like where you were talking about how they moved from. You know, they moved down by the 
They moved to the rail, the yeah, rail to the railroad, rail right? Yep. And so one guy was really known for like distributing, getting them to national distribution. Yep. One was getting them to like the production. One was, I mean, it was, it is yeah. a pretty cool history. If you, yep. I'd like to see their their <clears throat> facility and just you know, just try it all out. Yeah, tried that, yeah. but they were closed. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. So they were shut down, not just sold out. They I were... think Jim Beam was shut down. Yeah. Oh. At least to public visits of any sort. I mean, I'm going to guess that the distillery was still working. So, so what do we? Uh, so we're we're tr- right now. We're trying the Jim Beam Black Extra Aged, and I believe this is an eight year. So typical Jim Beam is a four year. Okay. Um, interestingly, I th- every Jim Beam product that I look up has exactly the same mash bill. Yeah. So. It's the same for bookers to, and yeah. bakers and yeah, they're all... I feel like I need to check that out and see if that's just an error or if they're like, nope, that's our signature mm-hmm. mash bill. So the mash bill is, um, just pull it up here. They're all 75% corn, so high on the corn, 13% rye, rye. And 12%, 12% malted barley. Malt, yep, yeah, And this Jim Bean Black is... I think that this is eight years. I could be wrong. Is it, I don't say on the side of the bottle. I think it's an eight year. Um, the extra the extra age. Straight up Jim Beam, I think, is four years. It's an 86 proof. The bottle said 100, I think. That was the last bottle. That was the old tub. Yeah, 86. 86 in this one? Okay. Blind. Hear that or your memories? You're losing your memory. No, I really am going blind. I see it now. Wow. <laughs> Long week. A little, uh, little cinnamon. Small cherry. Yep, they said that they, on the nose you're going to get some cinnamon. Um, that Most of their bodies for taste is going to be caramel, vanilla, and a little bit of charcoal. Mm. So you can get mm. a little bit of, beyond the smoky oak, I think you get into that, that charcoal. Yeah, I, there's definitely smoky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this was double the double barrel time, eight years, and this too was like a twenty-two dollar bottle of bourbon. So mm-hmm. it's an eight-year, essentially, you know, eight-year bourbon for twenty-two bucks. Yeah. This one falls a little flat for me. Uh, uh, you think so? God, the, I, I hate to say it, but I'm I gotta agree, agree? with Dave. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something like that. <laughs> you can change your mind. Have another sip. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, you know, I was listening to you guys and I, I didn't say anything because it just, I'm kind of like not really doing it for me. And yeah, I don't know. I actually almost, I, I like the old tub better than this one. I do too. Yeah. It's weird because it's like, there's a little bit of a fruity taste um, on the front end and then on the finish, I get a little bit of, a little bit of spice, but not much, yeah. but in the middle, yeah. there's nothing. I what I will give it is a finish lingers for me. It did for me anyway. Yeah. Like it sat pretty. I get long. a little bit. It just feels a little, little flat. Yeah, I have to have to concur. Well, don't say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, I'm always disappointed when I don't get excited about bourbon. No. Yeah. Well. It's okay to not get excited about every one of them. I mean, the old tub, here's I the thing. I want about a thousand, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the old tub for me could get me in a lot of trouble just because I found that just to be so easy to drink. I think I would just 
probably drink it too fast and too much of it, and all of a sudden it would like hit me, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm I'm in, I'm going to be in trouble." Today. Yeah, <laughs> you'll wake up in the yeah. tub. You're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pass out again, and my wife's going to do go a header on, header on the vanity. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I found the greatest T-shirt on my vacation. Scars are tattoos. They just come with better stories. Oh, I've seen oh, that before. That's go. cool. I like that. Did yeah. you buy it? I didn't. It was... Uh, <laughs> you got a bandana, though. Yeah, no. They, the, <laughs> Did he get the license plate? <laughs> no, just the graphics weren't the right kind oh, of graphics okay. for me. They had, like, skulls and stuff like that on them, so it just okay. wasn't my style. But I thought the yeah. saying was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were surprised this was 100. The old tub was 100 proof. Yeah. yeah. It's not surprising this is only 86. No, no. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Pretty I would actually have expected it to be opposite based on the taste. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think... To me, the Jim, the one we is the black label, black, yeah, yeah. yeah, had actually had a little more kick to it than the old tub. Oh, wow. From a spice standpoint, for me anyway. Yeah, it just feels, I don't know. Yeah. I imagine this is a lot like what bourbon tastes like, Kurt, when you drink it with all that ice. <laughs> yeah. I promise not to drop any f bombs tonight. So interesting, though. Did you know that the that the your tongue actually tastes three different things? Like there's three different senses to the tongue. Do you know that? No, say more. Tell us so that the tip of the tongue actually um, senses sweetness, and the middle of the tongue actually senses salt, like the salty taste, and the back of the tongue tastes hmm. the bitters. So, hmm. like, if you think about like how. Like if you think about when you initially taste something, yep. you you get that hits of the sweetness, and then it eventually like think about the finish, right? Where you feel more of that like spice taste and so forth is like towards the end. Back. So, hmm. just I thought that was interesting. I learned that yeah. in my research this week. Nice. So when you taste, we nice. should let it wash over our whole tongue. Just I it on. You can put it wherever you want on your tongue. I don't care. <laughs> Let's make sure we edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> what he meant to say was. Yeah. Um, what I meant to say. Yeah, I'm not liking the black. Sorry. That's all right. And I think the, I think the white <laughs> label. Right. No, it's, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't okay. matter. Okay. We're plowing so through. So dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Alton trying to smooth the waters. <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I didn't get the white label. I don't own the white label, but it was like. It just felt very common. Like cheap. it just felt like it was. Yeah, it just felt like it was going to be a cheap, yeah. cheap bourbon. But yeah, and it's, I mean, it's what it's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a bottle. Under twenty was on the white label. It's sixteen. Size, but it was like it's, sixteen and change. But then it's four dollars for the Coke that goes with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. So get you to twenty. So is there a uh, Dave, is there a Jim Beam? Uh, is there like, like a higher dollar time. Jim Beam under? I mean, under the Jim Beam label. I mean, I would have thought black um, extra age would have been it, but it's only what did you say, twenty two dollars or $20? yeah. The the uh, there might be. I didn't notice if there was. Um the the current distiller, the current master distiller is Fred Booker. No, N O E, the second, right? I think and it's the uh, third actually. He's the third now. Yeah, it could be. Um, he's the one that that really got into innovation. So he did like the apple flavored Jim Beam, yep. the honey Jim Beam, honey. Yep. the red a red stag, which is a black cherry uh, bourbon. Uh, he's done this black label. He did Devil's Cut, um, and then he introduced the whole small batch collection. So all like the Knob Creek, Booker's, Baker's, 
Basil Hayden. Those are right. all. So the Booker's is is named after, I believe, his father. Interesting. Um, but they don't they don't really extend the brand of Beam. No, they just, yeah, I was gonna say they use the yeah. the craft yeah. outlet. Okay, yeah. which is interesting because like you look at Wild Turkey and even um, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, yeah. You know they kind of take it take it farther yeah. on up yeah. the spectrum Gentleman versus Jack. kind of yeah versus coming in with a whole different um, yep. branding. But yeah, um, interesting. And I read in that Bourbon magazine we were passing around that uh, Baker's was introduced, and it was uh, in recognition of Booker's cousin, who hmm. who left left the family to, to with with I th- believe with his wife to join another Bourbon family. And so while they they're not Beams directly, um, his son married into the Beam family during Prohibition. Okay. So coming out of Prohibition, they worked with the family. And then the original Frederick Booker, no, um, started become he became a master distiller. Gotcha. You know, under Beam. I would imagine that that whole industry back in that day was pretty daggum incestuous. Yeah. Yep. With different families. Yep. And so, all that stuff. so the question is now: if you're part of the lineage of the Beam family, you obviously have access at, at Christmas parties. Do you? Do you drink anything besides this? I mean, can, what, what happens Don't if you Don't be the guy that brings it? the Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's right. They drink Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about bourbon. It's a good question. I mean, you could, yeah, you could talk about the Russells the same way, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. Oh, I, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm betting they're drinking their own brown water for sure. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Should we step it up a notch and... Yeah, you, you want to work up? Well, Is that next, what you're yeah, looking to next do? step up it would be, and I, I, you know, I would say we can go the Knob Creek nine year. I've got the Knob Creek straight upstairs, but the nine year is like that's the that's nine a pretty good. good taste. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. You keep it upstairs. Yeah, you gotta check it out. The new bourbon wall. Oh. That's right. Oh, the, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the cabinet is is the, empty. The, it's the Rick room. I like it. Probably thought the cabinet was going to fall in all that bourbon weight. <laughs> all the, that's what all the glass, you... the glass doesn't doesn't like dip anymore. It's just I know. It's like all back to. Although I, I will showed Nelly the picture, and I'm like, yeah, he never actually finishes a bottle. No, I don't know how he does he's like it. The, he's like the turtle, slow and steady. He's like, you don't have that much. <laughs> My throughput's a lot higher. <laughs> This one's I, I I forget when I picked this one up, but this was in the like that forty five dollar, you know, forty to forty five dollar range. Um, again, if 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 online is is correct, the mash bill is seventy five thirteen twelve. This is a one twenty proof, nine year, small batch, single barrel. So, uh, of the Knob Creeks, this is probably in the top end of of that. You know, single barrel. Reserve nine year. Now we're talking. Proof. Now we're talking. Mm. Now it's your game. Mm. Yeah. What do you got? I, I, What's your taste? What's your nose? First, yeah, what do you let's get? start there. The aroma. 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 I definitely get a lot more alcohol in the. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. You get some oak. I get a little woodsy out of yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. I'm not getting. Like custard or caramel? No, mm. I mean, I, it's not black licorice, but I'm getting yeah. a little bit of that, I could, like, I could, uh, on the nose a little bit. Yeah. 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 Man, but the flavor. It's got a good color, too. Mm. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dark. It is, and I've had this one before in my own cabinet. I, okay. It, it's, it, I actually really enjoy this. 
Great finish. This is one of those. So you guys know Kristen Peak. She I stopped over at their place and she's like, my brother gave this to us. We're never drinking. Do you want it? Yes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. What is it? Yeah. I'm like, do you, I'm like is what it do you bourbon? want? What do you want for? And she's like, you can have it. I'm like, seriously? I'm like, you realize this is an expensive bottle of bourbon. It's nice. She's like, I don't care. I didn't pay for it. So <laughs> thank you. Kristen Peak's brother. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. Earthy. Mm. It's good. It's very good. It's very warm. Like I love. I, the, fin- say, yeah, I love the yeah, finish yeah. of this one. It's I really do. You're, Derek, you're talking about the color. I mean, stuff like yeah. darker, and it tastes <clears throat> darker. Yeah. Does it taste thicker? Yeah. Uh, it's like, just got I, a little like I don't mm. know if that's the earthy kind of yeah. taste to it, but. Yeah. <clears throat> I still don't have much on the nose. I don't know if I'm just like if my mm. nose is fried or what, but. It's okay, Derek. 100, 120 proof. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty hot. So. It is. I think it just. I can't get past that. It's okay. But the taste is really the good. The taste is really like, good. This yeah. is a good, good warm, you know, mm. sipping, warm your chest. Mm. This warms you up, yeah, inside yeah. out. So yeah. it's, it, this, this could be good. dangerous. Yeah. It, it, it's a good one. I, yeah. It, yeah. I, I like really enjoyed it. Yeah. What are you getting for taste out? Um, <laughs> let me have more. Yeah. Yeah. Wait there's, here. He's like, wait, the first five well, tastes I didn't I, taste anything. There's, so. there's a lot of flavor. It's hard mm-hmm. to kind of, it's yeah. hard, to, hard to nail it down, but. It's a little um, oily, but I'm going to say, I mean, I hate to default to it, but I think I get a lot of caramel That's out what of I'm this. Into. Yeah. But I'm, 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 the roof of my mouth is like, yeah, yeah. this is nice. I don't know if I'm getting a citrus or a clove or something. Um, I'm trying to nail it down. Yeah. It's not like the sweet I could vanilla butterscotch butter. Not in no. that space. I could lean into the clove with you, though. It's got a little bit more of the yeah. spice to it. I'm definitely getting more of the wood. Yeah. I think you, yeah. you called that one. I'm like, yes, yeah. Yeah. It's like the char, almost the char from the barrel. Yep. Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, this, this it's is... Good. It's a whole yeah. mouth. Like It really like, is. It's yeah. your mouth. Yeah, it really like is. It really is. From the moment you taste it to the finish to... it's This is a good one. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like, I used to see Knob Creek on the shelf, and I thought of it like a Jim Beam almost. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. eh. It's like, eh, it's Knob Creek. And yep. then I tried it when I got it from from Kristen and Bob that time. I was like, "Holy crap! This is say, really good." Almost the same thing that it just felt like because you saw it a lot. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, that's the Miller Light of yeah, bourbon. Exactly. It's just so common. It's so it, yeah." But they do a good job. It's with it. really mm-hmm. good. It's. Really I would say good. the same thing about Wild Turkey, and we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. But I just maybe hearing Jim Beam and Wild Turkey so much. You, yep. you you just thought like oh that's just that's just everyone's bourbon it's nothing yeah. special well yeah. that's interesting though because wild turkey had they they have a challenge from a brand standpoint because wild turkey um, has a reputation for being like a commoner's bourbon and they're okay. they're they've tried they're they have done a good job at it they had to they had to really shift that um, where yeah. it's it's not your everyday drinker's bourbon anymore. Yeah. So I mean they've they've definitely extended the brand. I mean oh, yeah, rare for breed. Sure. It's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. Yeah. No, this is good. Yeah. I think I like. they did a good job with this one. Yeah. I agree. So these all came after um the dip in the sixties and seventies and eighties when bourbon mm-hmm. was just not a thing. Like you know, late sixties, early seventies, people were switching play, flavor profiles, getting into the more clear liquids clear spirits um, and these guys struggled so in the 80s they started to produce 
these these different brands, and then the '90s they started to to do more of that experimentation and innovation. So you mentioned earlier something about the collection. Is this because yeah. I thought I read something about? Is it called the Jim Beam Collection, where these brands came to be? Yeah, it's okay. called the small small batch small batch collection. collection. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. And so they realized, like, well, with the same flavor profile and perhaps different barrels, maybe different sources of of corn. I mean, even with that same flavor profile, we're not tasting the same bourbons. Right. So some of these have been cut. Some are straight from the barrel. Some have sat in the barrel for nine years, eight years, four years. Um, you know, they're coming at different strengths. It's, it's, it's <clears throat> interesting that even with the same ingredients, you could have such different mm-hmm. tastes. Yep. Yeah, that's that to me is remarkable. Like the, yeah. the chemistry behind it is like that's just so fucking. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. is the uh, the mash bill on the Knob Creek? Is it the same? All the same. <laughs> They're all, they are all the same. Okay. So when did this so, when did this uh, collection <clears throat> come to being? I mean, like, are we talking like nineteen nineties? Yeah. Or? Yep. Okay. Uh, in the nineties, okay. they started to experiment with with some of these, um, you know, different different ideas and the naming of it. I didn't I actually didn't get around to get the name of the Basil Hayden. Tracing it back, other than it was, it's named after a person that was part of the family, hmm. and it was connection a connection to the distillery. And I, I apologize for not having done all my work on that one, but um, yeah, in '92, the releases of Basil Hayden Baker's Knob Creek um, hit the scene, and then the idea of the collection started to take off at that point. Okay. And then Knob Creek became the world's top-selling premium bourbon. Yeah, the nine year. No, just, just in just, general. Just, oh, just in general. Because yeah. okay. yeah. yep. Booker's then Booker's was probably one of the first of what then became the collection because Booker's officially kind of came out to in 1988. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, and and you think about it back then, it just wasn't on people's radars. No, you know they were in wine coolers and Zima. Yeah, and right. white and white and it was white. It was yeah. it was James, it was, James it was yeah. Yeah. right, and it was white alcohol. It, it was, was the it was vodkas the and, and the tequilas and gin. And gin. Yeah. Yep, and exactly. Yep, yeah. Huge flavors back then, and then um, you know the the latest distiller for Jim Beam started to ex- experiment with more of that. Like there was a tradition of let's keep <clears throat> let's keep to the bourbon, uh, straight bourbon, and then let's start. Introducing people to bourbon through apple, through honey, yep. through the cherry and cinnamon and other flavors. So, I mean, I think here's what's really interesting about this, and we we've talked about this before, and I can't remember which one it was that we were drinking at the time when we did. But um, Beam Centauri owns them now, <clears throat> so there's a huge amount of history mm. in this family, but they're actually owned by a Japanese company. Okay. Um. That's interesting. And when, it'll be, when did that happen? That was probably back in. I don't. I'm going to say like two. I'll have to look it back up. But it was like 2012, maybe 2013, maybe somewhere in there. Gotcha. I, I, I'm not going to say that that's the right date, but but yeah, they were bought by Beams. Well, they were bought by Centauri, Centauri. and they're not called Beam Centauri. So, hmm. um, so yeah, they're owned by this company out of Japan, which is. Pretty incredible. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they continue to evolve. I mean, certainly when you go to their website, it's all Jim Beam. Like it's a whole story about yeah, Jim Beam. It's yeah. a whole story it's of that family. Lore. Yeah, it really is a great, great lore. lore. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where they go and how they evolve. To think of the, of the the passion for that family too, 
you know, even as as names changed and the family members changed and evolved, like you said, they had, <clears throat> they all had different roles of evolving the business. To think about, are there any businesses today that you know that are multi generational, and everyone appears to be doing well and seems to be happy and enjoying what they're doing and you know productive? Like it's just it's such an unusual, mm-hmm. super fine niche yeah. of. A, a, a family business that's been handed down for 225 years. Yeah. yeah, I think it gets back to the craft, you know, and the artisan characteristics of distilling. I mean, it's not the same as manufacturing, right? Or you know, some other type of industry where you're just punching out widgets, right? I mean, it's it's you're you're digging in, you're you're trying to figure yeah. out how to take a a very um, historically anchored process and come up with new and different flavors and tastes out of it. Um, there's got to be a lot of pride in that from a family perspective too. Well, there's probably also, I mean, we're, we're hitting it in the, you know, the heyday of dark liquor and bourbons yeah, and all that. I mean, exactly. there was probably some not so fun times oh, yeah. when there, you know, it, it wasn't the, the go-to, it wasn't, you know, the talk of the town. They obviously had to sell at different times, you know, Four Roses sold to, I think, a Japanese company. These guys have sold off highs and lows. So, yeah, yeah I mean, looking at it right now, pretty awesome. I'm sure there were some, oh, yeah. some trials and some yeah. tough yeah. days yeah. and some hard conversations and some not-so-fun trying to decide do we stay with what we do. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of those companies we probably don't know about, you know, because I think there's a lot of really cool family-owned businesses out there that have existed for a long time. That have a bit of a niche. I mean, I think I do think of Harley Davidson. Um, just in my tenure there, like Willie G, still grandson of one of the founding fathers. His son Michael, Bill, like I knew them personally. Great grandsons of the founding, like they were still involved yeah. in the business, but it was a different kind of business, right? It wasn't family owned anymore. Yeah. But still, you could definitely feel it and sense it, and everybody knew who they were, and they were part of that business no matter what. Yeah. Um, their daughter Karen as well. Um, so I think there are some out there, but I, I just think it's changed, and maybe this yeah. is different too because it's. And are they are they appreciated and treasured because they're a family business or because they built a great name? Like I, I think of LLB. LLB is still, it is it is still being run by a family member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from the early 1900s. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> but but I don't know if I think of it being a family business first, and that sways my decision. But I mean, looking looking at this lineup here, the amount of world change that's happened. Like you talk about this oh, yeah. pre Civil War, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. and then Civil War, and then all the wars in between. Yeah, just just in mm-hmm. in militia time, it's like crazy. And then mm-hmm, think of mm-hmm. all the evolution, the expansion of the country, and the globalization. Like these guys saw it all. Well, and then think about what we're going through today. Yeah, and going back to the text you sent us, right from. The Spanish flu to you know yeah, all the different yeah. stuff, right? Just these again, guys have seen it. They've seen and then it to shut down for thirteen years during prohibition, and then to be able to fire it back up and yeah. twenty days turn it into something. Is God, remarkable. no wonder they drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what's next? Uh, next, we go to basil. Guess basil. Basil. And this is something that has been on all of our like we all. No one. I don't think anyone around the table doesn't like basil. No, it was right. it's it's funny because it used to be like my go-to, like, and this is probably early on when I first got introduced to bourbon, and I, in fact, I wonder if basil. The first time I had basil was what I got from you, Derek, and I think that that 
it did. It just became kind of my staple of like, that's the bourbon I like to drink. Yeah. But I do think I, I could have sworn we've talked about this one before because there's a relationship between where the name Basil came from and he's a grandfather of somebody. The old granddad, right? The old granddad. That's right. Yeah. That's where was it came from. Yeah. Yeah, it was because that's when we were. That's right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Because he, uh, the grandson, then came nowhere near what granddad did. <laughs> that's right. We were like, holy crap. He, talking about a swing and a miss. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was disappointed. This was, one of, yeah. this was one of the first bourbons that I started drinking. Did you? Okay. And I don't think I've had it in probably two years. So it'll be really? interesting. It'll be interesting after all the different things we've tried. True. If, you, if you spit it out, spit that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this right. one, I won't spit it. This out. one does have a different mash bill. This is like the only one in the lineup that has a different mash bill. Sixty-three percent corn, twenty-seven percent rye, and ten percent malted barley. Mm, Comes so in at eighty proof. So it's on the it's on the, the softer side. Yeah. I think this for anyone who's getting into bourbon, this tends to be my go-to. Like. Mm. Yep. Hey, I, I'm intimidated by bourbon. Mm. I don't know if I'm gonna like what's gonna happen when yeah. I drink it. I have <laughs> so not. Are we. Yeah, I know. Um, Lock the door, boy. It's hard. To, it's hard to drink this after that Knob Creek Nine. This well, is you, you just cut the proof and oh, I know fifty percent. That's what I mean. It's just like yeah. you're just like yeah. whoa. But yeah. you have to appreciate it for what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's very yeah. it's very smooth. I get a yeah. lot of caramel on the nose. A lot lighter. It yeah. is lighter. Yep. Now, this is not, I mean, it, to me, Basil Hayden is, I, I love the bottle of the yeah. presentation. Presentation's it's, it's, great. It's not one of my favorites. No? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I certainly, I say I don't like it, but I never, I never buy this. Yeah. This is, I don't know. It, it, to me, it, it has almost like a bitter taste. Hmm. It's not, and I like sweet. I mean, it's, yeah. that's clear, but yeah, it's, it's not like peppery. It just, like I said, it almost, it's kind of yeah. bittery and a little flat. I think what could be fun to do is to get the different Basil Haydens that are out there because they have a rye. They've got a port. They've got a port, which yeah. I know I know how that went over last time. But um, <laughs> not a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. It was a wet That's mop. Right. I think. Yeah, right. It <laughs> was a wet mop. mop. You're right. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Yeah. That taste I do remember. No offense, Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should be offended. <laughs> you should be offended. That's right. You should be second guessing. <laughs> um. But it'd be fun to try all of the Basil Haydens lined up, and I'd be, I'd be interested to try, try their rye. It, it is interesting. I haven't not had <clears> this <throat> um, in a long time and had a lot of different bourbons in between. I don't like it as much as I used to. So on the nose, not I get, bad, I get like, I, like it as much I get like apple, part. like apple and mm. butter. Get any of that? Apple nah. butter? I get caramel. Could be apple butter. You get caramel on the nose? I do, caramel. yeah. I get caramel. So, Dave, throw the Knob Creek next to the basil ones. Oh, yeah. The color's like yeah, dramatic. Like, look, at, look at that. Oh, my gosh. What's the age on the basil? You better have Elton yeah, read this, that. It's so... I know. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we, like you said, Dave, <laughs> we're, not, we're not snobs, but in comparison, to going from a 120 to an 80... Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's almost not fair. Yeah. It's not, and but if I was somewhere and that was on the menu, I'd get a basil. Oh, it's easy. Absolutely, yeah, it's easy. Totally. You know, it's going to be a good drink. Totally, it, and it's, a great it's something gift. that like it's yeah. one of the greatest gift bottles yep. I think yep. to give. This is a nice looking bottle. It is, yeah, yeah. They did a good job with it. Yeah, I'll see on the age. Yeah, but I would imagine in in keeping with everything that is beam, I'm I'm going to guess it. It wouldn't surprise me if it's four. 
mm-hmm. four It'd years. Be my guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know. it feels older than a two, but yeah, it's not been there yeah. barrel that long. Yeah, yeah, it's not dark enough to have stayed mm-hmm. inside that long. No, but I, I do agree on someone that's just starting bourbon. It's a great, great it's a great line. place to start. Great. Oh, well, you're both wrong. <laughs> Um, okay. As whatever as, he said. Yeah. As Alton, okay. as Alton okay. continues to drink okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make room in the glass. Just I like the way job. you think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I, I still appreciate it. Mm. It wouldn't if yeah. I open my cabinet like on I have one of the miniature basil Hayden bottles in my cabinet and it's still sitting there with something in it and not because I don't like it, but it's just like mm. It's like I, an yeah. old friend. It's a, it <laughs> is. I just don't want him to go away. Just cuddle with that bottle. I think it's a, it's a good bottle to have on hand when you're pouring a yeah. Booker's and someone's like, you know what? I've never had I'd bourbon. Like have, like, you're not well, gonna, hey, you're not you should try Booker's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pour <laughs> you <laughs> Booker's. <laughs> <Yeah>. However. <laughs> However. <laughs> one, because it costs too much. As soon as I don't carry you out of here. You could tell As soon as you lose your training pants, we can move you on up, but... Until then, you'll have the basil. Uh, Hodden. It is a cool bottle that makes I you I met wonder. a basil in real life, which is why it, maybe that one too has a little bit of special meaning to me. Okay. Basil. Okay. <laughs> Just somebody named Basil? Or yeah, somebody his name was Basil. This? I can't remember his last name. So it had nothing he to do was, with the bourbon. It's just, no, no, no. Wow. He, was, he was from England, and he, was, he worked for Austin Reed, and... I knew a gentleman who owned a really high-end clothing store in Green Bay. He actually would, he supplied everything to the Packers, all the coaches, <laughs> like, you know, their suits to their pants, like everything they wore at the games was all from C.A. Gross. And Basil would come over from England for what he, they called their trunk showings, and Basil would come with all his fabrics from Austin Reed, and he would sell like $5,000 suits to these guys just by showing them fabric. And Dang. yeah, it was cool. And <laughs> like, I remember him too. Like he was like, he was almost like an aristocrat. Did he wear an ascot? No, he didn't. But I mean, it was, he was just such a cool guy, you know, <laughs> and I was in my teens at the time. I'm like, yeah. wow, a guy from England and his name's Basil. <laughs> <laughs> That was cool. Did he know how to pronounce Brett Favre's last name? <laughs> no, nobody fancy. knows. Nobody knows oh, how to pronounce Favre. that. <laughs> That's the best. It should be Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something about Mary? All right. How I many? Believe so. How many have we done? We've done five. Mm-hmm. We've done oh, five. Yeah. We're, we're about to pour our fifth. Oh. No, we're about to pour our sixth. sixth. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. (laughs) Two buckers. We can drink both buckers. We can. We can see if they taste different. They'll come from different uh, batches. Actually, yeah, bring them together, Dave. Mm -hmm. See what we read us. uh, Are we going to break any kind of rules by doing that? No. (laughs) Crossing the streams. (laughs) Stand back. So Derek's bottle, uh, let's see, it's uh, for six years, three months, and 10 days. Mine actually sat for six years, four months, and two days. Womp, womp, womp. A little more alcohol in Derek's than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so longer. But what's really interesting, and I don't know if you still have the card from this, is that in the box on the card, they actually tell you what barrels um, and what warehouse your oh, batch actually awesome. came from. Yeah, so if we're going to jump into this. Yeah, I'll, go for it. I tell us about buckers. Well, I'll just start with... Um, the batch that we're going to be drinking. So let's just, we'll use mine and um, is made up of 364 
different barrels produced on a single date and stored in three warehouses. 51% came from the seventh floor of a nine-story warehouse H. 5% came from the third floor of a seven-story warehouse P. And 44% came from the fourth level of the seven-story warehouse P. So, um, you know, they described the batch as kind of elegant in color, which it really is. I mean, I think the colors are fairly consistent between the two that we have. Um, the aroma is sweet uh, with a subtle hint of vanilla uh, that is mingled with brown sugar notes. So the they flavor is... The, it's, the, the mingling component is very important. Okay. Let's mingle it. The, the, what they're saying is that the flavor is sweet at, at first with a long, smooth finish that warms your palate. So uh, the card that comes with the, with the bottle, it's actually kind of funny. And there's a little story in here, which I'm not going to get into, but um, it's part of the... Two th- the bottle we're drinking from is part of the 2019 collection. Uh, Booker's Batch 2019-03 Country Ham. So, um, ham. so yeah. it's a note from Fred No, and he said that his his dad Booker No enjoyed the art of curing and tasting country hams almost as much as he enjoyed his bourbon. It was one of his favorite things. So it, the story goes on to talk about how his dad really was truly into ham, and actually, <laughs> to some degree, carried one in his trunk all the time with him. So. Um, but love country. But what they said, but, <laughs> exactly. Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Why haven't I thought of that? <laughs> well, but you it's know, like, it's like storing a chunk of bacon in your yeah. trunk wherever you go. Why? Right. Oh. Who would not want? Okay. That? Hello. Oh, it's Are so, you listening? So, great. You, so he talks. Like, he talks totally about distracting me with country. He ham. talks about his dad had really high standards for the ham, and he liked to keep things simple. Simple. His bourbon neat, and his country ham paired only with a cracker or a biscuit. And as you're getting ready for the fall season, take note from Booker, his dad, and try a nice ham alongside a glass of Booker's bourbon. You won't regret it. If he would have put cheese on that. <laughs> Parmesan <laughs> cheese, nonetheless. That would have been like, yeah. life, cheese. The man's life yeah. would have changed. But that's, you, know, you know how I like country ham. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, it's kind of it's, it's right. yeah. cool because it's, it's a note Biscuit's from... It's not bad either. All right, are you even listening for God's <laughs> sakes? Why am I here? Because you brought up country <laughs> ham. Okay, did you really expect Where's us your to stay sister, on man? <laughs> we need her to call in. I want a lifeline. What's her name? All her? right. <laughs> um, it's not Amber. <laughs> it's not Amber. <laughs> anyway, it's from Fred Fred No, and he's actually seventh generation master distiller. So going back to your story about just the history of the family and, you know, if you think about how far back that goes. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, so it's a small batch, obviously produced by Jim Beam. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Beam Centauri kind of shift in ownership. Um it is the highest alcohol content of any Jim Beam small batch. So anything else we've tasted tonight, this has the highest alcohol content oh, yeah. to it. It's yeah. what, like six hundred. It's one twenty <laughs> one twenty five. I think. It's like one twenty six. I think it's one twenty six and a half. Actually, yeah. Well, which bottle are you looking at? They're both. Both. But they're not all the same. So it can range anywhere between one twenty one and one thirty. So. Um, it's that cast one is strength. Twenty four point seven. Oh, you got the lighter one. Sorry. <laughs> so it's should a cast. We should have done. We should have Derek. Just one twenty six and a half. <laughs> Kurt, would okay. you? Would, Why don't you take my focus. notes and read them? <laughs> you want me to? Because obviously try. you probably can't read my writing anyway. <laughs> Um, can't read so your text. Why would you think I can read your writing? <laughs> that's intentional. 
It's cast strength. It's aged anywhere between six and eight years. And that's where going back mm-hmm. to the mash bill, even with the same mash bill, depending on how long it's aged, will drive what it tastes like as well as what the alcohol content will be. Um, it's uncut and there's no chill filtering um, at any for any at any natural proof. So, and that's where they talk about the diff, the variance in the proof, which is anywhere between 121 and 130. So, 130. Yeah, cool. I know. Yeah, that's they high. do. De- they do describe it as putting hair in your chest. So, that's like, high. this is not one Melted for the off. weak at heart. To your point, Dave, it's not one that I'd give to somebody who's tasting bourbon for the first time. Nope. No. Um, Training pants. <laughs> So it began as uh, a bot. The bottling process was selected by Jim Beam's grandson, Booker No. So he would actually go to his favorite barrels and pick from those barrels and and create the the mix. Um, it was bottled straight from the barrel for only close friends and families to start. So Booker's was kind of a thing before they actually went to the consumers. So mm. he actually that's how it actually got started. Booker No would actually pull his favorite from his favorite barrels. And he would bottle that up himself personally and give it to only family and friends. Sounds like Blanton's. Um, they launched. They, they launched. They launched very small releases of about a thousand cases in 1988. So, so based on this idea of collection, I'm going to sure. guess that Booker's was probably the first in line before that that idea of small batch collection came to be. Um, each barrel is personally selected by Booker and aged in the center. Um, of the Ratchet House where they say that the temperature and humidity are the best, uh, work mm. the best. They, so they call is that the honey spot or something like that? Each warehouse has a like yeah. a sweet spot? Mm-hmm. I'll buy that. I thought you said that during conviction. I think you're right, but I'm afraid to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not talking now, so you can talk. You're going to get the stink yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think there was a thing... And, uh, Conviction there was. The question there, though, it's interesting. Um, and obviously, they don't have the tenure with it. But yeah. remember, they, they talked about getting more flavor profiles by the walls where the sun was in yeah. and out. So so yeah. this is the center of the warehouse where the, where the heat may fluctuate differently. But that's yeah. interesting. That, yeah. So, and while it is uncut, Booker No always use a little splash of distilled water to release some of the flavor. So... Mm-hmm. Um, What's behind the distilled water? Not really sure, but just he would do that just to release some of the flavor. Which I think, if you you know, as you go and you taste bourbon, right? You do the first taste, and then you do it just like a drop of water in it, and that yeah. releases, and then you try it again. Yeah. So, um, it's obviously a very highly regarded bourbon. Um, in 2016, Beam Centauri announced that they were doing a reduction in new batch releases, and that there was going to be a large increase in price. So originally. This bottle that we're looking at today retailed at about fifty nine ninety nine. They announced a sixty six percent increase for the following year, um, and there was so much like backslash from it that or backlash, not backslash, sorry, um, that they came back and kind of backed away from that and said, okay, we're going to still do it, but we're going to do it over a period of a number of years. Mm-hmm. So. Ultimately, instead of going to ninety nine dollars, which this pretty much retails at, I think now per bottle yeah, it, it high fluctuates 80s. high eighties yeah, up to you 90s. can sometimes up in the hundred sure. twenty range. But yeah, I think in the high eighties, ninety dollars a bottle. Um, you know, but it started out at fifty nine ninety nine, and then over time, since two thousand seventeen, they've moved it up, and then they're producing less. So um, the mash bill, same. 
What's interesting though is that the mash bill, the Booker's Rye, it says unknown. So huh. I couldn't find it for the Booker Rye. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% barley. Uh, and it's roughly 125 proof on average. But again, it ranges anywhere yeah. between 121 to 130. Um, I wish so, I kept the card for mine that we could have. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I noticed it in there, but. it's It kind of sits behind the bottle in the okay. box. So. Um, <clears throat> So I guess, what do you guys taste? What do you guys smell? What do you get on the nose, first of all? Cherry. <laughs> I do. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm in that dry fruit. I agree fruit. with him. <laughs> it hurts me too, Kurt. Yeah. I dropped a little water in mine. Holy crap. Oh, it's strong. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it it's is strong. good. It is good. But it's it's not just strong straight alcohol. It's like... Strong flavor. Full kick out yeah. flavor. Oh, it yeah. is totally. Yeah. The middle, Start to finish. The middle of my tongue like curls. Yeah. <laughs> like it is it's so it's so flavorful and so strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. But it warms you. <clears throat> yeah, as you say, you know, by by the fire, a good two finger pour of this would last That's for about, a, a yeah. while and yeah. just yeah. You'd, you'd watch the coals go out. Yeah, like, exactly. That's one of those fires where <laughs> if you're still awake. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I know Wake it's up when you're cold. Yeah. No, it's good. So I got to do a call out to my bud Scott because he gave this to me as a gift, and um, it's the first night I cracked it open. So there you go. Which, I is, which is a good note. Like Booker's as a gift to oh, someone yeah. who knows bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't it's go a wrong. Nice touch. Yep. It really is. <clears throat> my yeah. my bottle was a gift uh, from Danny Go Daniel Coleman and his crew. And cool. their YouTube channel, so yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Very cool. But it was something where when I got, it, I was like, "Oh, these guys know." Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is a mm-hmm. that is a, a a nice gesture. It's something where you you if you know someone knows bourbon, I, I don't know if you would turn your nose up at that one. Yeah. No, no uh, there's no. one of these wrapped up every Christmas under a tree for Sarah. Nice. And always keep the boxes because the box is really cool. The, the, box, bo- the cool. boxes are really cool. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I never notice what's on the back. Um, country ham? It, it's not a country ham, I'm no. curious about, to learn more about country ham. Derek, a You've whole never had a country ham? I don't know. I we could start ham. a whole... We could start I don't know a whole if I know the difference. Ooh, well, that's, there's Let's book talk. or no. That's book or no on the back, right. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really cool box. The, just the presentation alone is is pretty pretty slick, I have to say. So question, um, so we don't know exactly know the mash bill here, but we know everything, most of the others put basil hidden aside, you know, 75, 13, 12, right? Yep. That's the same for Booker's. Booker's oh, they said the rye was unknown. Booker's rye. This is oh, a rye. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You said the Booker's rye yeah, was unknown. I'm yeah, sorry. We were talking amongst ourselves, so I didn't hear yeah, that part. Yeah, no, you weren't listening is <laughs> yeah. what you were. Country <laughs> ham in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm trying to find the guy. Did, did the guy <laughs> not have <laughs> cheese? or did he? <laughs> Different like, episode. Hey. <laughs> he had country ham and biscuits. It's all the right. I know. It's like 98% Still of the way there. strong start. So, okay, so they are all the same mash bill, again, except for basil. So, and this is age six years. This is nine years. So do you think the whole way this works is they barrel it after two years, three years, where they start tasting, and then they're starting to segregate and say, hey, this is feeling like the flavor Ooh, profile that's a of... That's a very good question. You know, how does that play out? Because they're all... So you're asking, like, does it go into the barrel as Knob Creek and as Booker, or does yeah. it go in as a beam product? Right. And then as the flavor or warehouse... 
Yeah, because that's interesting. Because you know, we, we talked to you know, Macaulay out. and Vienna and others on the, yeah. the crafter space, they're they're shooting for a, a flavor profile more so than right. a mash bill and repeatable flavor out of it. So anyway, if you if you if you if you listen to Kurt um, when he was reading that card and it talked about the different areas of the warehouse where the bookers came from, it leads you to believe that somebody's in there tasting it, saying. Is this oh, a Booker's yeah. or yeah. is this a, is this a Knob Creek? If yeah. you go back to the history of Booker's and how it started, right? Mm-hmm. He selected from very specific barrels. And I'm going to guess that that's probably, I'm going to, I'm guessing, like, don't know, but like that, that they still maintain that very similar tradition. Yeah. So my guess would be that they are pulling from very specific barrels in a very specific location within those warehouses in order to make the honey this. spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting about Booker's is that it's it's it sits between six and eight years. So it'd be fun to get a bottle that actually is closer to the eight year mark to see what yeah, exactly. That's probably your closer to your one thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say. Right. But you know, because both of these this one's about six and a half, yours is just over six and a half. But the the price doesn't change. No. I well, mean I mean I don't uh, think so no. Presumably it's anything between six and eight. Yep. It's just the r- yep. rarity of the eights probably. Yeah, They're right. probably more sought after. Yeah. Okay. But like Knob mm. Creek nine is nine years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. presumably. I you know, I don't I don't know if the I don't know if the eight year would taste different than the six. So going with your theory of mm-hmm. They're tasting on a regular basis to hit a flavor profile. If it takes six years to get there, or it takes eight years. Mm. It's the same flavor profile. That's, uh, that's true. Right? Right? So, so it might be just the alcohol content or the proof that or varies where, where more was, so than where it was sitting in the warehouse. It may not have, yeah. have gotten the same experience as other barrels, and yeah, it's just uh, not there yet. But if they're looking for like, I want a Booker's taste, and it's kind of a narrowed in yeah. taste. Yeah. I think they're saying six to eight because it could take that long for the for an eight year to get up to that taste. Hmm. Otherwise, you'd have a I pretty see where big you're coming range. From, yeah. That's just my theory. God, you're so smart. Five glasses in. <laughs> yeah. No, but that makes sense. That makes sense. So even if they're pulling from different barrels, yeah, they're letting it sit longer in order to get to that profile. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. When they hit the when the taster hits the profile and they're like, "That's what I want." Yeah. Then they're then they're out. Yeah. It's a good I think lineup. Dave has just made his decision. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. like the dog show. <laughs> the spring of spaniel please bring forward uh, that's hilarious is that what you're up to here young man is this your lineup yeah I'll, th- I'll throw my lineup out there and then you guys can tell me if y'all disagree I, I um I thought the gym being black was um again relatively flat yeah good mixer um good mixer yeah um you know, again, I've, I've got some. Uh, I've got a little bit of hidden passion for basil, just knowing that was one of the first bourbons that that really kind of got me started in this. I think it's a great kind of um, gateway bourbon, if you will. Um, but having tried a bunch of bourbons um, since the last time I had Basil Hayden, yeah, I can definitely say that it's probably not something I'm going to go back to. But I yeah. do appreciate basil for what it is. <clears throat> um, old tub, frankly, I was for a twenty-two bottle, twenty-two dollar bottle. Of, that's a really good bourbon. I would grab a really good bourbon. Where did you find that? That was ABC and Williams. Yeah. I I would totally grab one of those if I saw Um, it. I may not drink it um, straight or or neat, Kurt, like most men do, but um, (laughs) I I, I may. I just want you to notice there is no 
ice in my bookers. Ooh, okay, good. And it's not because it's melted. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, but I think it could also be a really good, you know, bourbon for an old fashioned or something where you're still getting yeah. get that flavor out. Um, yeah. The Knob Creek Nine, really, really impressed. Like yeah. I almost, you know, got a lot of flavor there. Yeah. And after a couple of sips, I kind of felt like my um, I'd gotten Novocaine. Anyways. Um, <laughs> And then Booker's, I, again, one of my favorites, period. You know, it's definitely high, high on the proof, but high, high on the flavor, not high, high on the alcohol taste. Yeah. Um, but just overall, just a wonderful bourbon. So that, yeah. that's that's kind of my... I Sadly so, I got to agree with you all around. Um, I think here, you know, Booker's to me is like, it should be at the end because it's exactly what you expect. I just, I mean, not that anytime you buy an expensive bourbon, it's going to be good, but I think just in the beam lineup, like, I, I mean, I would say all of these tasted good. The The black label, eh, not so much, but you have to agree, like, they all tasted yeah, pretty yeah. decent. Um, <clears throat> the Knob Creek, I would say, is, you know, probably from what I've heard from you guys. I mean, I've had a couple bottles of it before in my cabinet. It's to me, that's the biggest surprise. Like yeah. you don't expect that from that when you, when you first see it, I think a lot, cause it's hard we said, to think of it as a craft. Yeah. I actually really liked the old tub and I just think it's such a great name too, like to pull that out. Right. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's yeah. at your house and you're yeah. like, how about totally. a glass of old tub? And they're like, like more to it. Yeah. Right. Actually, you need a bottle of that all the time by your old tubs. There you go. Like, oh, shit, you need a nice. bottle of that. I like that. I may have to hit Williamson tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Nice. Old um, tub and a couple of Cialis tubs. <laughs> Cialis tubs. <laughs> Nothing but a good time in Mooresville. <laughs> I, I, may need, I may need to go on the just, record here. Just honk, just honk when you hit the driveway. <laughs> For everybody's safety. Make, Everyone's make sure safety. the saloon doors are closed. That's right. Um, I'm listen. I love Basil Hayden's. I I think it's a great bourbon. I I don't disagree with what Dave's saying, but I think it's always a good one to have in the cabinet as well. Um, and it's it, it is a great gift. I think it's just packaged up really nice, but it has a nice smooth it's taste easy. to it. It's easy, so I think even for somebody who's trying it for the first, I think maybe second a, time, I think yeah. it's a great bourbon. So yeah. it's the training pants. Black it's, label. It's I got nothing. Start. I just didn't care for the black label. No, Not that was, it's a bad one, but I just didn't care for it. I think it's a mixer. I, I wanted more from it. And yeah. I, I was looking at the white label going, uh, I think we've all had that at one point. It's just, it's, it's bourbon. Yeah. It's not it's remarkable. It's a mixer, yeah. But um, I think the black's a mixer too. Yep. Yeah. So. Altoon. Oh, you guys nailed it. I would leave the, uh, I, would, I would put the, from uh Shortest to tallest in mm. preference. I would uh, I would flip the basil in front of the Jimmy Black. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> Shh, down and back. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the I think the on the high end of this, and actually, I would leave a little gap here between the two. Mm. I agree because this is where my purchases would stop. <laughs> uh, the basil or the Jimmy Black would not be in my cart. Uh, but Old Tub, awesome, good surprise. Uh, yeah, I, great I surprise. It. And it's just, I mean, we've we've talked about. Uh, I can't remember what we were tasting when we talked about the old tub name 
it came out once before and it's like oh that's really cool how hmm. you know that's what they started with they lost it and they got it back yep um so to see it kind of show up on a label it's a classic label yeah this would be an awesome one to have just for yeah. the the lore telling the story about yeah hey did you know that this was started what it was this. yeah, yeah. 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 Became uh, this. so that that's cool 22 bucks can't beat i'm gonna go no. tomorrow so I'll race Grab you guys to the liquor store uh and then <laughs> why don't you just buy the remaining three bottles <laughs> yeah and then, and we, can, venmo and then we can venmo because we can venmo <laughs> you, can you. Venmo me now. Yeah. yes yes i have caught work. up for all those you were worried about the birds and their treatment oh, we don't do <laughs> pigeons have been released. we don't do venmo anymore there's a new one. Oh my god <laughs> so, so, I'm, so, just I'm just kidding thank you thank you natalie <laughs> for, for giving out the permission oh that's that's hilarious and then uh, of course the knob creek uh pleasant surprise i've never had that that was good yeah. bookers second time i've had bookers this time i guess you know again it's probably been a year and a half since i had it much more appreciation for the the taste of flavor yep. so way up top three easy yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah i'm just yeah. laughing at the venmo thing because it, i'm like yeah i gotta venmo sam the money we owe <laughs> yeah. she's like wait a second I'm like, yeah. yeah, Sam and bourbon money. Well, I was telling, I was telling Kurt, I, I'm, I just, I don't take any money out of Ven, out of Venmo anymore yeah. because I just give it back to one of the three. You it's guys always recirculating. Yeah, it's the same money. I always, Do, is that I always the, transfer because it feels yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the same same lineup. I, I'm, I like the way Alden described it, which is my cart, my personal cart and shelf is going to start at Old Tub, go up from there. I, w- I wanted, I, I was looking at Baker's. Baker's was like sixty bucks a bottle. Yep. Wasn't quite ready for that one this week, but um, when Old Tub showed up, it was kind of you know yeah. a little serendipitous. And I yeah. was thinking, you know, we just did all this research on it. Let's give it a shot. 22 I think it's bucks. great. We've made worse decisions with twenty two dollars, and we'll mm. continue to do so. Yeah. Ezra Brooks, <clears throat> yep. the old granddad for nine ninety five. All right, so last call. You're heading to the cabin, the treehouse, the cabin. Who am I going with? In your trunk, you have a country ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can have biscuits, grits, cheese, whatever you want with it. Good Lord, what a weekend. Um, but you can only, only bring one bottle of this lineup of five for the weekend. What are you bringing? Crap. Am I drinking Dude. by myself? Yeah, that's it's just yeah, you and I a know country ham. Huh? It's I'm, just you and a country just ham. Just me and a country ham. I'm taking the bottle that literally has a picture of a country ham. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you got bookers. Sounds bookers like a, all day long. Okay. Sounds like a bad right. country and, music. I, and honestly, honestly, when when Kurt was reading that, um, I could totally see where a country ham. Dude, we've got to get you on country ham. Yeah, give I, it a shot. But we're gonna have it when we go away Let's for the weekend. It. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Totally. I mean, okay. you could. To- I can totally see where country ham and that bourbon would be like. Oh yeah, because it's the salt and the sweetness mm. and oh yum. Okay. Brown sugar. Alton. Slam dunk. Booker's. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in love. So but, yeah. I'm but Alton's gonna require a little bit of cheese to go with. Hey, listen, I'm I'm flexible. I could go without cheese if I have to. But uh, yeah. oh shit, that's what I forgot. Were the cheese curds? I brought cheese curds home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See. Yeah. Oh hey there. Hey there. Oh, oh hey there. Oh. So so bookers. Right. Bookers for me. <laughs> Kurtron. Well, I can't answer the same. Uh, you can. No, I can't. Kurt, answer from your heart. No, I've agreed too much with <laughs> oh, you tonight. Dear God. No, but I mean, it doesn't uh, feel right. No, I listen. The world would be in balance. I think the I think the Booker's is great, but I will tell you that, like going back again, like I was so surprised by the Knob Creek Nine Year when I had it the first yeah, time. Like, <clears throat> I could totally see grabbing a bottle of that and taking that. I I just thought it was re- I thought it was really good. Okay, 
I'd probably sneak a bottle of okay. the old tub in too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I think that's going to be the name of this okay. podcast. Okay. 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 Right, Derek says, okay. I'm going to go old tub only because it just, it's, it's such a surprise. It's the newest exactly. one on this I list. That. I kind of want to spend a weekend that. with it and just be like, that was the weekend. Okay. I killed the bottle of so old tub gonna, so gonna, and a 10 pound. So my, my fear with old tub is like, I'm enamored with the packaging and the story. It's the morning after you're worried about. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried about the second glass. Yeah, it's like, hey, this was good, and then yeah. like the next time, it's like, well, it, that's not as good as I remember. Well, I want Derek to. I want Derek to answer that question after after he's had a full on Smithfield country ham, <laughs> yeah. and he's gonna go with Bunkers. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee it. Just remember, like we got a, a good old bottle of bourbon sitting in my house that needs to be drunk. Is that that's the beach? Is that the beach bottle mm. where we're gonna get? Well, I, it's. It's the bottle. It's the ten year, right? It's the ten year Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays. Clyde. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. All Let's right. do it. Well, boys, thanks for another great episode. We tasted five tonight. Jim Beam Black, Basil Hayden, Old Tub, Knob Creek Nine, and Bookers. Um lots of great conversation, lots of great tastes, mostly from the same mash bill. Um but thanks again. If you guys, if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to our series and hit the notification button so you get the updates when we drop another episode. Leave us a rating, give us a feedback so we can make these better for you. We're going to do these whether you like them a lot or not. <laughs> be nice if we made them better for you. Yeah. <laughs> but it really uh, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We're doing them anyways. If you want to learn more about tonight's bourbon, uh, visit our website, bourbonon.com. We can also order Bourbon Boys merch. Gentlemen, looks like we're at the end of another great episode. Really enjoy spending the time with you on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Together sampling bourbon. Bourbon on. Bourbon on. Bourbon on, Jim.